Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I want to invite you to stay updated with me on social media and see what we are doing in the ministry. You can follow me on Facebook at John Wallace. You can follow me on Instagram at Jonathan R. Wallace. And you can follow our YouTube page at New Beginnings Huntington. I pray this message builds your faith and gives you revelation. Let's get ready for the Word of God. Hey guys, I hope y'all are doing awesome this week. I want to come on here and share something with you that's going to be a little bit different today. A little bit different. I'm actually going to be sharing with you some prophetic vision and prophetic words that the Lord spoke to me in a time of prayer in the last few weeks. This wasn't just one prayer time. This was kind of some re- a reoccurring thing that the Lord continued to elaborate on and layer and, and, and add more things to as I prayed over a, a few days. And so I may come on here and end up doing a following video as the Lord reveals more to me, but this is right now what the Lord has spoken to me, and I've really felt pressed to come and share this with you. You know, and I don't take this lightly. I know what the Bible teaches about prophecy and false prophecy. You know, I'm not one that's going to run around and say, Thus saith the Lord every other day. You know, I was looking at my bowl of Cheerios and I, the, the Lord showed me the Virgin Mary and my Cheerios and some prophetic thing. I, I'm not that type of person. I don't do that. But the Lord definitely spoke some very specific things to me while I was in prayer and fasting. And so uh, I wanted to come on here and encourage you with this and share this with you. I encourage you to do what the Bible says. Number one, test what I say according to the word of God. You know, run everything that I say through the Word of God. You don't ever take prophecy just as it is. Well, just because He said it, it must be true. No, you need to test the Word of God, or test the prophecy with the Word of God, and test it by the Spirit. Does it encourage you? Does it bring you, does it exhort you? Does it bring you comfort? Does it build your faith? Does it give instruction? Does it bring you peace? You know, I, I want you to test this Word by the Scriptures and... By the Spirit of God. And so if you'll do a couple things before I get into this, the prophetic word that the Lord gave me, help me out a little bit. Hit the like button, hit the share button, comment on this post, interact with this post, and you'll actually allow us to be able to share this to more people. That's kind of the way that the social media algorithms work. The more interaction that we get, the more people that will be able to jump on when we, when we do these lives. So I'm going to record this, and I'm going to play it probably at least twice this week uh, at different times for people to be able to jump on and watch it. And so interact. When you see it, interact with this post and help us share the Word of God. And then obviously, number two, you can hit the share button. Uh, Send it to somebody in Messenger. Post it on your story. Uh, That will help us tremendously. And so, y'all, I love you. Thank you so much for tuning into this. I want to pray, and let's go ahead and get started. Father... I'm stepping out in faith to do something that I've never really done before. I pray that you would help me deliver this word, then the instructions that come with this word. Help me speak uh, and be very clear and, and let this encourage and build many people up as they hear your word for this season that we're entering into. I give you glory, Father. This is not about me. This is actually to build your church and to build up the the body of Christ. And so we give all the glory to you and all the thanks to you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So before I get into this, I'm going to share a video with you. 
And before I share this video, let me just tell you kind of how all this came about. I was in a time of prayer and fasting, uh, and I was praying for our country, as 1 Timothy 2 tells us to do. Uh, you know, it talks about praying for all people and how we should pray for our leaders. So I was praying for our country. I was praying for Donald Trump. I was praying for Vice President Pence, and uh, the Lord began to speak some specific things to me. And Brother Kenneth Copeland released a video in regards to COVID-19 several months ago, and I'm actually going to show you that video in a moment, but this was kind of the foundation. It, it, you know, I saw this video months ago, and I liked it. I thought it was, it was great, uh, and a lot of people really, I'm, I'm sad to say, a lot of people mocked this video. A lot of people laughed at this video, made memes about it, uh, you, you know, just kind of some ridiculous things, but they don't understand this is a holy thing, and this was a genuine prophetic release from the Lord, and you don't mock the things from God. And so Brother Copeland got up and rebuked COVID-19, and, and, and maybe some of you have seen this, but he said, I blow the wind of God. You know, this was an extremely prophetic thing I had seen months ago, and I kind of totally forgot about it. And when I was in prayer, praying for our president, praying for our vice president, and then also praying for our country, uh, the Lord brought this up to me, brought this video to remembrance, and spoke to me. So right now I'm going to actually show you this video. Let's see if I can play it for you. When, when almighty, almighty, strong, strong south, wind, south wind, heat, heat, burn this thing, burn this thing. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Satan, you bow your knee. Satan, you bow your knee. You fall on your face. You fall on your face. COVID nineteen. COVID nineteen. I blow the wind of God. The wind of God. On you. On you. You are destroyed forever. You are, you are destroyed, destroyed forever. And you will never be back. And you will never, never be back. Okay, awesome. So you guys saw the video. Again, so many people laughed at this and mocked this and, and thought it was a joke. You know, the world went nuts. The devil went nuts trying to discredit this man. And everybody's making fun of this. But the Lord spoke to me and told me that this was actually a prophetic release, that this man is a man that is a leader in the body of Christ. This is a man that carries authority in the body of Christ. And Jesus said, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And so when he blew the wind of God, the Lord began to speak to me. You know, and this is symbolic. This is what you saw in Acts chapter 2, what, what he was actually releasing. In Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit came on Pentecost, it said that a, a sound like a mighty rushing wind filled the room where they were sitting. And so he released, this was a release of the Spirit of God, the wind of God. And immediately when I was in prayer, the Lord spoke to me and led me straight to the scripture. I'm going to read it to you really quick. This is Matthew 7, 24 through 27. 
So I was in prayer. The Lord brought me to remembrance of that release that took place and then brought me to Matthew 7, 24 through 27. Jesus said, Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds the house on solid rock. Look at this. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise in the winds, can you say winds? The winds beat against that house. It won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on the sand. When the rain and floods come in the winds, can you say the winds beat against that house? It will collapse with a mighty crash. It will collapse with a mighty crash. Hallelujah. So what the Lord spoke to me was that when he blew, he released the wind of God. And the Lord showed me and said, every single thing that was built on the sand has toppled over. When he blew, the wind of God blew into the world, blew into this country, and every single organization, every single church, every single thing that has been built on the sand has been blown over in the Spirit. He said the only things that will remain are the things that have been built on the rock. Amen. You know, and this isn't, there's, what the Lord spoke to me is that there's many churches that have toppled over in the spirit. Why? Because even though they've built a large house, even though they've built a large organization, they didn't build it on the rock solid foundation of God's word. They built it on the structure of this world. They built it on, you know, the structure of man-made ideas, of, on religion, on tradition. And he said that in the spirit, it's not because God doesn't love them. And it's not because he doesn't, it's not his will that they prosper and succeed and be the body of Christ in their community. It's simply because the wind has been released and everything that's not on the rock cannot stand. And so this was extremely powerful when the Lord spoke to me. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken or has been shaken. The Lord spoke to me and said from this passage, the only things that shall remain, the only churches, the only organizations, the only structures that shall remain are those that have been built on the rock. Amen. I want you to hear this as well. In the Spirit. So even though we haven't seen something take place where all these things have just started falling, you know, in the spirit, the foundations have already been shaken. In the spirit, the legs have already been cut off. That's why, you know, there's been so many prophets prophesy even about Donald Trump, you know, being reelected and, and all of these great things that are going to take place. And it seems like right now in our country, all of these bad things are coming to a head. It seems like the exact opposite is true. And the Lord spoke to me and said, it's just because it's surfacing. It's just because it's surfacing. You know, I know this is kind of a gross analogy, but the picture that I get is like a, a pimple. You know, the, it starts beneath the surface in your pores. It's deep. And, it, and actually, when it's surfaced, that's, that's whenever it's coming to fruition. It's being exposed. It's being cleared out. It's being cleansed. And so right now, that's what we're seeing take place is these things have already been cut off. The legs have already been cut off and it's coming to a surface. It's coming to a head right now. 
And so the Lord spoke to me, and this is what I want to share with you, something that was very interesting that I've never heard before. The Lord spoke to me and said, you are entering into the kingdom era. You are entering into the kingdom era, the kingdom era. You know, that that was something that I've never heard before. I said the kingdom era. The Lord said, you are entering into the kingdom era. So just to kind of help you understand so far the timeline, Brother Copeland released this wind, this prophetic release of the spirit of God. The wind of God has blown. And what ended up happening is now everything that has not been built on the rock of God's word, everything that's not been faithful, every structure that is built on the sand has been cut off and has toppled over. And now the only things in the spirit that are left standing are those that have been built on the rock of God's word. And now we are because of that, that cleansing that's took place. I know Pastor Rodney Howard Brown spoke a word during COVID-19 and said that there was a separation from the wheat from the tares that was taking place. This aligns directly with that. Now that this cleansing is, is taking place, the Lord says, now with what remains, we are entering into, we are entering into the kingdom era. I want you to think about this word era. I did, you know, I heard era on... Uh, Sounds like something from a medieval TV show or something. An era is, this is the definition. It's a long and distinct period of history with a particular feature or characteristic. A longer distinct period of history with a particular feature or characteristic. And so basically what the Lord was telling me is that we're entering into a season of the earth, a season of time where it shall be defined by the characteristics of the kingdom. And I'm going to kind of explain that. But in the future, however long Christ tarries, when they look back to this season, they will be able to identify this season that we're now entering into by the characteristics of what the Bible teaches about the kingdom permeating every single area of society. Amen. Let me show you this. And I want to give you hope with this as well. I know that things look dark right now. I know that things can look grim right now. But the Lord spoke to me. You know, when I was praying for our country and just kind of in desperation, the Lord spoke to me and said, John, this is not the devil's hour. This is not the devil's time. He has gotten ahead of himself once again. That this, You're actually not going into a time of destruction. You're not going into a time of, you know, into a dark place. You are entering into the kingdom era that this is going to be the greatest season that we've ever seen on the earth. This is going to be, this is not the devil's hour. He's gotten ahead of himself. This will be the season where we see the greatest revivals. We see the greatest harvest, where we see reformation take place in our country, a total reforming of society, of government. I'm going to explain some of those things in a moment. That this is not the devil's hour. You can be encouraged right now. I don't care how dark it looks. This is not his hour. That we are about to see fire come down from heaven. And the God of the Bible, Jesus Christ, will be you know, identified as the Lord. He shall show himself true. And this hour, we are entering into the greatest hour that the church has ever had. Amen. This will encourage you. If you've been feeling discouraged, like many have on Facebook, just like, what are we going to do? This is not the devil's hour. He's not going to, this is not the end. 
yet this is the kingdom of the era I'm sorry the era of the kingdom that we're stepping into right now so I kind of want you to understand this the characteristics of the kingdom era so era is basically a period of time that's you can look back and you can separate these period of times by specific characteristics of that period of time things that took place things that help you identify that specific time period and so I want to show you some of the scriptures the Lord led led me to when he told me that we are entering into the kingdom era I want you to write this down and so before uh, this is all on the premise this is all on the premise all of these things only pertain to that which has remained. So this isn't just like everybody, everybody gets a, a slice of this pie. He's saying now that everything has been cleansed, is it freezing up on me? Now that things have been cleansed, now that the separation has taken place and everything that was built on the sand has toppled over, now the only thing that remains is that which was built on the rock. Now this is what you're going to see take place with that which has been built on the rock in this season of time. I want you to write this down if, if you want to. Write these things down and, and test it by the scripture. The Lord told me this is a characteristic this will be a defining characteristic of the kingdom era. The wealth of the wicked is transferred to the righteous. So scripture, Proverbs 13, 22. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. The wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. So one of the characteristics of this time period is you're going to see a transfer of wealth in the world what the Lord spoke to me. You're going to see Christian millionaires and billionaires popping up all over the world. Christian influencers popping up all over the world. That the wealth of the wicked is being transferred to the righteous. Amen. That when we enter into this kingdom era, that your era, you're actually going to see these Christian influencers, people that rise to high places of influence, of pull of power. Well, the world will actually begin to look to these people. You'll see the scripture come to fruition, truer than it's ever been before, that the church is the light, the church is the salt, the light, that these people will arise as influencers in the world that we live in, not just in the church realm, that the world will actually begin to look to these people as, uh, for direction, as shepherds for the masses. Amen. You're going to see a transfer of wealth. That's going to be an identifying characteristic of the kingdom era. The, the wealth of the wicked will be transferred to the righteous. Amen. Christian millionaires, Christian businesses, uh, you know, multi-million dollar corporations, billion dollar corporations that are ran by Holy Ghost filled men and women. It's going to be amazing. The wealth of the wicked is being transferred to the righteous. So I want you to write this down. Here's another characteristic with Scripture. A characteristic of the kingdom era. The Lord said this is going to be a characteristic. The mustard seeds flourishing. The mustard seeds flourishing. So then the Lord led me to Matthew 13, 31 through 32. It says this. So this was so interesting. I want you to see this. Here's another illustration Jesus used. He said the kingdom of heaven is like the kingdom of heaven. So we've entered into the kingdom, the era, the kingdom era, the era of the kingdom. 
we are going to see these characteristics take place in the era of the kingdom. When Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is like this, look at those things and you will see those characteristics taking place and coming to fruition in this season that we're entering into. He says the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in the field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of garden plants. It grows into a tree and the birds come and make nests in its branches. So here's a couple things from that scripture that the Lord revealed to me. The mustard seed starts out as the smallest seed in the garden, but it grows to become the largest plant in the garden. The mustard seed starts out, it says, as the smallest seed, the most insignificant, the thing that you would look at and say, you know, that's just the small thing. You look at the seed, you think that's going to be like a little wild onion or a dandelion. It starts out as the smallest seed, but it becomes the largest plant in the entire garden. And the Lord said that that's what you're going to see take place in this kingdom era. So again, those that have remained, those that even if they're small and insignificant and they're what the world would classify as nobodies, as nobodies, that they may be small right now. They're going to start like a mustard seed, small, but they shall become the largest plant in the entire garden. You're going to see nobodies being divinely promoted. You're going to see nobodies becoming influences to the body of voices of influence, leaders in the body of Christ. You're seeing a baton that's going to be passed. The smallest, this is what I heard the Lord say, the smallest shall become the largest. The smallest shall become the largest. That's what you're going to see as a defining characteristic in the kingdom era. The smallest shall become the largest. The faithful that are the smallest shall become the largest. You're going to see divine promotion in this season. Churches busting. Churches that were nobodies, nothings, but, but they built their foundation on the rock and so therefore when the wind blew they remained standing now they're going to enter into this new season and the smallest seed shall become the largest plant in the garden here's another characteristic that the lord gave me with this scripture this was again matthew 13 31 through 32 the mustard seed grows at an accelerated rate so not only will you see this thing take place where the smallest thing becomes the largest. The smallest becomes the largest. The mustard seed, you have to understand this, is not like an oak tree. It doesn't take 200 years or 300 years to become this, this massive thing. The mustard seed grows at an accelerated rate. If you even look up a mustard seed, when you plant a mustard seed, it sprouts within 3 to 10 days. So the Lord is saying in this era, in the kingdom era, not only will the smallest seed become the largest plant in the garden, he's saying that it will actually happen. It won't take years and years and years. It's going to happen at an accelerated rate. It's going to happen in the matter of months. It's going to happen in the matter of a few years versus a hundred years or 50 years. That the smallest shall become the largest at an accelerated rate, a rapid rate. You know, this is uh, an accelerated harvest. So part of this accelerated harvest, this was a word that the Lord released to the body of Christ in 2020. Rodney Howard Brown gave it. Jonathan Shuttlesworth gave it. And it's so fitting to the scripture. You're going to see this come to fruition in this new season. Just like Jesus took water and turned it into wine. 
the first miracle that ever took place. John chapter 2, Jesus took water, he turned it into wine. That's a process that should have taken 20 years, 30 years for wine to mature, to, uh, you know, to be fermented. I'm not sure that the entire process, I don't drink wine. I'm 25 years old, I'm not an old man. And I don't drink alcohol, so. But anyways, he took a process that should have taken many, many, many years, and it happened in a split second. It happened miraculously, and it happened instantaneously. An accelerated harvest shall be a characteristic of the kingdom era. Like a mustard seed. It starts as the smallest seed out of all the other plants, but it becomes the largest in the entire garden. And it won't take years. It will happen at a supernatural accelerated rate. Amen. I want you to write this last thing down. A characteristic of the kingdom era. The kingdom shall permeate every area of society. So again, this was a passage the Lord led me to. This is Matthew 13, 33. Jesus also used this illustration. The kingdom of heaven is like. So I'm not just pulling these out of context. The Lord showed me. This is, this is characteristics. This is how the kingdom operates. This is how it works in the kingdom. And this is what you're going to see taking place during this season on the earth. The kingdom of heaven is like the yeast of a woman that a woman used in making bread. Even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour. Look at this. It permeated every part of the dough. It permeated every part of the dough. The Lord spoke to me and said, The kingdom shall spread to overtake every sphere of life. In this era, the kingdom shall spread and not just you know, be just little influencers and, and be a part of it. It shall spread and overtake. The kingdom of heaven shall overtake every sphere of life. Just like the yeast in the dough, just a little, all it took was a little bit, but as it began to get mixed in, it spread, it spread, it spread, it permeated, it overtook the entire batch of dough. The kingdom shall be the same in this season. The seven spheres of society, the Lord spoke to me. I did some research and looked. I know some people classify these differently, but these are the seven ones I want to list specifically. When I say the kingdom shall spread to overtake, that's a key word, overtake every sphere of life. I want you to see these seven spheres that you shall see the kingdom permeate and overtake. Family. The seven spheres of society. You have family, education, religion, health care, government, business, media, arts, and entertainment. Family. Education, religion, healthcare, government, business, media, arts, and entertainment. The kingdom shall permeate and overtake all of those seven spheres of society in this era that we're stepping into, the kingdom era. Amen. Now that's the, Lord, the word the Lord shared with me. I want to pray over this. Father, thank you. Lord, let those who have ears to hear, hear this word and receive it. Let them test it according to your word. And by the Spirit, let this produce fruit in their lives and bring them peace, bring them hope, bring them encouragement. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for this instruction. Lord, let us build our lives according. Let us structure our businesses according. Let us make decisions according to the words that you have revealed. Thank you, Father, for your instruction.
In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, everybody said, amen. Guys, you're awesome. You're wonderful. I want to give you a quick chance. If you'd like to give to this ministry, uh, everything goes to the local church here at New Beginnings Church. We're going to give you the ways to give at the bottom of the screen here. There's several ways. You can do PayPal. Uh, you can do credit or debit card. You can do cash app. We're getting text to give set up. I don't know if we have that quite yet, but we will put the ways to give at the bottom. If you'd like to stand with us and just sow a seed into the kingdom, help us take the gospel forward. We're, we're doing a, something you can sow into. We just did a week of revivals with Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. We're actually bringing uh, a missionary that we support uh, in. He's going to be ministering this Sunday. Uh, a morning service, an evening service. We have Evangelist Kofi coming from Revival today at the end of January. So we're doing many things to just pursue this harvest that the Lord has promised us. Bringing evangelists in to build up the body of Christ, uh, making big moves, moving forward to take the gospel as far as we can, even pass this community into every area of life to the ends of the earth. And so if you'd like to partner with us and sow a seed, you can do so below. I want to pray for you for all that do that. Father, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, I just want to even speak this word, that in order for a seed to grow, to become the largest in the garden, there has to be a seed planted. There has to be a seed planted. If there's no seed planted, it cannot be like the mustard seed that grows to become the largest in the garden, that produces multitudes of fruit that multiple people get to eat from. There has to be a seed planted in order for it to flourish and for it to grow at an accelerated rate. Lord, I pray that you would uh, put it on people's hearts to begin to sow seed into your kingdom so that they can have the promise. They can, they can partake of these promises, and they can be partakers of this word that you're releasing. Father, bless each person. I, I prophesy this, and, and it's actually according to your word, that everybody that sows, let it be multiplied and returned back to them. Let it be multiplied in this season and returned back to them at an accelerated rate. Father, as they begin to give you praise, as they begin to honor you, as they begin to even give from a place of thanksgiving, for the blessings you've brought into their life. Psalm 67 verse 6 says that it will cause the earth to yield its harvest. That they can actually harvest the seeds that they've been sowing as they give you thanks and praise. Lord, we love you. We give you glory. And we pray that this honors you. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Y'all, I love you. God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in with me as I shared the Word of God. If you would like to become more than just a casual listener and want to give to our ministry, you can do so in the following ways. For credit or debit, go to www.nbchuntington.org donate. For PayPal, you can send it to NBC Huntington. For Cash App, use dollar sign capital NBCHTX20. Thank you so much. I pray God blesses you abundantly. Until next time, this is John Wallace.